Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today I'm joined by eSpark. Thanks for joining me as always. Hello, always a pleasure to be here. And uh, folks, today we are having a discussion that has been much asked for, but um, it's hard to it's hard to go over this sort of thing. And that is uh, a discussion in combination of both text and resources. What's the best of the best to go for? And we're going to talk about the current and upcoming current beta about uh, specifically the diplomacy meta here. Um, so that's going to be with mints instead of forges and with chopping not being ultra viable anymore. It's back down to one star, which is fine in my opinion. Um, still gives you some return, but it uh, doesn't promote people to rush nights immediately. Without any further ado, let's hop right on in. At first, when you proposed this topic, I was kind of confused. I was like, yeah. what do you mean? How do you rank resources? <laughs> but I think I get it. Like fish, crops, farms, right? Yeah. And let's take a look at it through um, a certain sort of default lens. So we're like thinking, obviously, tribe choice is going to have a massive impact on what you're going to go with. If you're Hudrick, I'm sorry, you're just going to love hunting and trees in general. It's what yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just thinking default vanilla spawn rates. Um, and more specifically, if let's just say in this particular tier list, let's say you had the exact same amount of each resource. And it was just picking it based on pure profitability in terms of either population and eventual stars per turn. Now, you know, how do these different resources rank out, which is best just based on its purest, purest merits? Right, because that would never happen in an actual game. There's always, no. what do they call it? RNG, random roll of the dice. And you're like, woohoo, oh, yes, yes. I got all these farms. Like, but yeah, but if you're looking <laughs> at it just from um, purely theoretical point of view, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. If you're not praying to RNGesus and you would rather... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> RNGesus, I never heard of that. Yeah, well, if you're not going to pray to our Jesus, then, uh, you know, you've got to look at things from a, you know, a different sort of standpoint. So uh, uh, let's start off with the top of the tier list. And what I think, I think we both agree is obviously the best, like, resource in the meta, best bang for your buck, what you get out of it ultimately and at the start. And that's crops. I mean, they are fantastic. They are now what metal used to be in terms of giving you population. And I mean, you can just burn down trees for days to make more if you want to cover your lands and farms and build your windmill to insane proportions. Yeah. It's the easiest way to do it. You can't make mountains. Yeah, farms are the way to go. They are the most bang for your buck, especially with the new windmill ability for two population per farm. I don't see how you beat that. That's top. Yeah, that, you really can't even approach it um and that honestly i think that puts it in its own separate class above everything else because yeah. no other resource can do that that's yeah population growth is great it gives you stars for turn and it gives you you know giant giant spams good there's no getting around it yes they might not be the most tactically swift units on the battlefield but they're just so darn tanky yeah uh, farms bang for your buck all the way all the way yeah so our next tier is the uh a plus tier. So this is a different sort of resource than the rest. You're not going to get population from it. You will get stars per turn for a single turn. 
because it's a single use of stars. It's whales. You get Yay, 10 stars whales, for free. Whales, whales, whales. But whales, whales are different because like you said, they're, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yes, they're a resource, but they give you stars. So you can use that for whatever you want. Yes. And I mean, I think they're a resource just because they do exist on the map and they can be picked and claimed by players who have volition. Sometimes you're competing over the same whales, you know, and if you, if you would get a juicy expansion of your borders and you got like three or four whales in one go, those extra 30 or 40 stars early on can be like two or three times what you'd normally be making at that stage in the game if you rush it out early enough and you have the whales lined up. That can be massive in shooting you ahead in terms of like uh, ability to win the game. Yeah, so I love it when I when I win yeah. the whale lottery and I I only <laughs> see one whale maybe and I expand borders and then I get like three and I'm like woohoo <laughs> I won the jackpot something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to just go and at least buy a tech or two while you blow your uh, stars per turn through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, moving on from our A-plus tier, our uh, actual resources down in the A tier, we're going to start out, I think at the top, we have metal because, yeah. yep, metal's cheap and you can get stars per turn in proportion the same as you would from um, ports. It takes half as much to set that up and to set up, you know, the uh, forge. Well, it's the same cost actually with the forge at the end of the day, but um. I mean, the, uh, the, the setup in the, the mines is definitely half the cost, and they do have some uh, star return potential down the road. Um, next yeah, down, the A list. Metal, oh, yeah, metal gives you population, and you have the potential to get to mints. Although, again, mints are kind of um, unclear if they're going to be improved. They might get better. But then you need that I if you want to so. get to swordsmen. So um, metal is pretty, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I really do hope they improve it because if it was put at two stars, then clearly, yes, that's the you know number one A tier resource. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coastal waters where you can put down ports are obviously going to be your next down in the um, tier list of values. It's just they're so expensive at ten stars per pop. You know, it's they they're great. They have a dual use. You're building up your military and your economy, and you're laying the groundwork for customs houses, which is the best way to generate free stars per turn of a, well, I mean, expensive, but worthwhile cost. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, ports but, yeah. Ports are necessary if you want a Navy, and they also give you population, and eventually you get to the customs houses. So yes, they're a big investment, right? But return on investment, it's a lot there for ports. Most definitely. And, you know, it's it's a tough contest, but uh, we just narrowly edged metal above it just because it's like, again, it's just the cost of setting it up. You know, it's, it's essential and it does give you the best bang for your buck back in the game currently. But I mean, it, it does hurt the pocketbook. And then after that, um, there's trees and trees are an A tier because yeah, it's the same cost as all your other two-star, one-pop return resources. However, you can put lumber, or uh, sorry, sawmills on those lumber huts, and then, you know, you wind up getting a version of an extra population return that those other resources can't give. Um, so it's not just a single-use growth. Um, right. If you use it, if you're something like Hoodrick or something with a lot of trees, and you can get those 
sawmills that can lead to good giants. So there is potential there. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I mean, they just aren't as good as metal or coastal waters and definitely don't even approach the value of crops, but still better than just the, the base resources, which we have down in the B tier with fish, fruit, and wild game kind of evenly ranked in terms of value at the end of the day. I mean, if you're going to have just an equal amount of each, it's no difference which one you get. And then there is something below all that down There's in the something worse? What's yes. worse than the basic fish, fruit, and animals? Well, uh, you know, planted forests, because you have oh. to spend five stars before, or, oh, sorry, is it two stars now, maybe? Are you talking about spiritualism? Yes, yeah, but uh. wait, you can buy yourself some resources, but obviously those are always the worst resources to have, because, you know, you have to buy them. I, I keep wishing that they would make spiritualism a little Good. more useful because <laughs> right now it's there's so few scenarios right there's very very few like when you're playing perfection or something at the very end but yeah yeah, yeah. planting forests is kind of money down the drain right it really is um the only occasional uses i can think for spiritualism and this is again only in the extra late game because at no other point are you going to have the stars to just blow on this random lavish gesture but you could theoretically plant trees in your territory on the front lines of a defensive area you need out of range of the attackers but it plays to give your defenders a defensive bonus allowing you to clear out and plant force at will where you need it to defend units turn by turn but i mean like that is incredibly difficult and detailed and intricate and pointless and so marginally niche in its late game application yeah. as to be useless. So yeah. The kinda... only time I plant forests is yeah, late game when I actually want to burn the forest and turn it into a farm so that I can use it for my windmill. Which I mean, yeah, that's one thing they did add with this update, a reason to be using spiritualism at all, which is late game trying to build up your city's pop. Um, and but the main caveat, right? The thing that we're ignoring through all of this is, right? It depends on the tribe, and it depends on the map, and it's <laughs> there's no perfect world where all of these things are going to be equally distributed, right? Yeah, absolutely true. You uh, you will always have uh, specific modifiers affecting your gameplay, and even if you don't look at the tribe modifiers, there are modifiers on how many resources are just going to spawn in the vanilla sense. There's a couple of tribes that are stuck with more vanilla spawn rates, and it's going to impact them. And I mean, I'm I obviously we've talked about this previously in the podcast, but I think everyone would love to hear Espark run through some basic vanilla resource spawns. Maybe we look at tribes. Um, we can go through it a little bit. Um, I think it, you know the basics is Imperius, right? So Imperius yes. is like the the template for everyone else, and um, I believe Luxador also just uses the standard generation rates. Yep, and then Polaris on a Polaris versus Polaris match. Right, Polaris defaults to whatever their opponent is. So yes. And if there is no opponent, their default is Imperius. Yeah, I love that. Sometimes that trips you up if you're playing Polaris <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, why am I on Imperius land? Oh, my <laughs> opponent's Imperius. No, my opponent is Polaris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, right, some of the other ones are obvious, right? So Chinchi has more mountains. What has more mountains? Chinchi, um, 
Imo. I think those are the only ones that have more mountains. Oh, and Symante has a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chinchi, they've got their, um, I believe, what is it? A 1.5 times mountain spawn rate, 1.5 times metal spawn rate, which is super useful for rushing those early swords, hopefully. If mints suddenly don't suck so much, then that could be really good for everybody. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. It would be. It would be insane to have um, both both drylands and naval matches where like mountain rich areas all of a sudden they have more economic power than say the Kiku player. We'll have to see. I yeah. Again, yeah, that had to be dependent on changes. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, we've got our other bases. Um, I mean, there's there's the folks who don't have many mountains, but uh, I believe Quetz, you know, it feels like they have a decent amount. Know, it's pretty standard. Yeah, Imo does I have thought, an advanced mountain. I thought Quetz had a higher mountain rate, but maybe they had a negative mountain rate before, and now it's just normal, but I feel like Quetz Valley has... It feels like it's more, but it's not like a thing. Yeah. But like, guys, this is uh oh, what's that thing? You know where you uh, hmm. Bernstein Bears effect. <laughs> what Bernstein Bears effect? Yeah, there's there's like a theory, you know, like um, you know, where you remember one thing and then it's actually different than what you remember. You know, like the Bernstein Bears are actually the Berenstein Bears. I, yes. I am not familiar with this theory. I do know about the Berenstein Bears. Uh, I've read many of them to my family, uh, but I don't know about this memory effect, but that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the same thing happening here, you know? They're like, well, actually, Quetz is normal. And we're like, but I swear I just played a game yeah. and actually, yeah. I swear that Quetz has more mountains. Like 120% at least, right? Yeah, feel that way. And I also feel yeah. like even though Imo supposedly has the same spawn, um, resources as others I feel like they don't I feel like Imo is always like different you have like one fruit and one animal and you're like no I need two of the same <laughs> yeah like what I don't think they factor in the variability between the non-modified resources obviously when you do get a clear modifier like Kudrick has 150 percent the forest mount and like half of the mountains. So you're going to see way more forests and mountains, but like they aren't telling you about whether or not you'll see fruit popping up in your open spots. Yeah. <laughs> so specific to the spawn and the tribe. Like, I think we we're talking about this before with Yadak, you usually want to go for fruits and then farms, even in the current meta where you're not going to be chopping so much, um, just with that terrain, usually you want to go for fruits and farms and then get your uh, windmills, I guess, eventually. Um, and then, you know, if you're playing Hoodrick, which is sad because who's playing Hoodrick <laughs> anymore? But if you're going yeah. Hoodrick, you know, then you're going to go for the animals and the forests and the lumber huts. Kiku and Aquarian, right? They're going to, I mean, Aquarian though, do you even want to go for ports? Some people do. Some people do. And I'm like, why are you going mean ports? But they do. In Aquarian, there is a couple of reasons, actually, I can think legitimately why I've been forced to go after ports myself, which is sad when you're using these specialty water tribe. Um, obviously, the obvious one is you have basically no resources. You really don't have many other options to pursue cheaply, so you're laying down ports just to build a population and also and your customs house. I've seen people do it, yes. you know, for the water road. I don't know what yep. you call them. Water roads. Some people call uh, them water road. road connections. 
right? And that can boost yeah. your um, capital population. But yes, yeah. whenever I see sports for an aquarium, I, I'm disappointed. And then, you know, <laughs> things like Illyrian, right? So Illyrian is really restricted, right? Because we haven't talked about them. They can't use hunting the way others can. They can't burn forests the way others can. So it's, it's almost a different way of looking at the resources when you're Illyrian. Same with whales, right? We yeah. talked about that. When you get a lot of whales as Illyrians, sometimes it's really frustrating if they're in like a little lake and you're like, dang it, that's useless. Yeah. I mean, there's not much you can do about it. I've had it is a wash. where yeah. I'm playing Illyrian and I get like three <laughs> whales in a little lake and they yeah. can't reach any of my opponents. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I was just blanking on that hard. But yeah, you know, they're... <laughs> They don't give you the same star return as don't giants give you, is it five or 10 stars? I don't remember. I think it's five, is but if five? you're paying yeah. five for the whale. Yeah. Right, then you cost? lose it. Yeah. Cause I forgot it cost them that, you know, it's not just like you enchant for free. Not worth it. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played Illyrian folks. I, uh, I just don't use them very often. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're different. Yeah. I mean, they keep getting kicked in the teeth, so it's not making me want to play them anymore. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Although apparently that 1.5 times crop rate, that's going to be uh, super great for Illyrian players. There's a way to start farming some giants again. Well, well uh, dragons. Yeah, but dragons. There's, yes, I mean, dragons. I don't know. We could have a whole nother talk about dragons, but they just take too, too long to mature and uh, yeah. you can't use them to pop, you know, <laughs> uh, attackers out of your city. That's a waste. You pop an egg and then it's dead. Yep. It, it really does hit you bad. And then your naval forces suffer drastically too. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's all around. It hurts. And I mean, we uh, we at some point in time need to revisit all the tribe strategies, you know, uh, redo a round on yes. the tribe episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everything's changed. I think once finally the beta gets released and it's in full, you know, into the full game, yeah. we can revisit, you know, the tribes and their relative rankings again it's still premature at this point where where things could change yeah well uh i think for the moment though that'll uh largely wrap up our conversation if you're interested in checking out more on the tribe spawn rates you can always go to the polytopia wiki and that's going to have some spawn rates listed for whatever tribe you're interested in and uh you know we've uh, we've talked about them in different episodes but um you know we're happy to leave a link on the discord if anybody asks to so um yeah. don't feel shy shout out to the administrators at the wiki like sebastian and ice is the fifth letter for putting all the work into that and maintaining it it's really a wonderful resource for anyone they have strategy guides they have details about the tribes it's maintained and beautiful so thanks to the wiki administrators for that most definitely it's hard work that they do well thanks as always for tuning in polytopians and uh you know i'm always glad to have you on eSpark. yeah this is fun thanks for having me of course and uh we'll see you next week polytopians until then see ya Thank you.